0: Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show. I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Holding and Johnny Ward as we look ahead to the Irish Champions Festival that takes place over the course of Saturday and Sunday, Leopardstown on Saturday, the Carrer on uh, Sunday, plenty of cracking racing. But I cannot talk about the racing. I can't start with the racing when we can see Johnny Ward doing a podcast from a moving vehicle.
1: I think we have to clarify before we get into anything, Johnny, you aren't driving the car. I'm not driving the car. This is my chauffeur here, uh, Michelle. She works for she works for SAS. Hi, We're going to Clonmel Races today. Yeah, so Michelle says hello. And, I mean, work is work. I'm on the way to Clonmel Races. It's a bit of a kind of a Harry Redknapp vibe for the show today. But uh, Harry would know a good winner, and hopefully I have a few as well. Are we, yeah. are we
2: trusting in that signal that you've got there, Johnny?
1: Well, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully.
2: I
0: think uh, if it was proper High map, I'd be, I'd be running alongside the car with the, the <laughs> microphone with you hanging out the window. And
1: he'd be one to three to get a job somewhere that he insists he's not in the running <laughs> for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Andy, been a while since we have caught up. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, very well. Yeah. August hasn't been too bad month and moving into September, a glorious September so far. And, and the ground's um, playing ball. So, yeah, results have been OK so far. Good
0: stuff and uh, and the Ryder Cup on the horizon as well so I'm sure we'll exchange some messages in the next couple of weeks around Absolutely, the opportunities yes, yes. there keep your eyes peeled me and Nile have been plotting when we're going to be doing our Ryder Cup preview which will go up on the OddsChecker uh, YouTube channel so make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that and uh, yeah as as ever subscribe to that channel where you can find all these Odds Checker betting shows and plenty more including Racing Weekly every Monday um but let's get into that we've got about uh, yeah, 40 minutes to get through Saturday and Sunday's racing. Uh, I'm recording this at about 22 1 on the Thursday. Um, so we just had final decks are through. Markets are being reformed as we speak. We do our prices uh, for Saturday's card at Leopardstown. Uh, but, Johnny, before we get into it, what, what's the weather like over there? It's absolutely roasting here in London, way too hot. Um, how is it in Ireland?
1: Yeah, it's funny because Ireland are playing um, obviously in Paris tonight as we record this and it's uh, sort of mid-30s so the weather obviously has kind of gone completely mad and our patterns are are, um, very skew and today is today's actually quite cloudy but yesterday was 26 27 degrees and um, so this actually kind of is our summer like there was it was a nice june but july was a washout august was wasn't great um but it's going to be beautiful conditions and i think the funnily enough the, the i think the rain in july probably we really helped ground staff It sort of just put a nice bit of juice into the ground consistently. They didn't have to water and we're going to have fantastic conditions at the weekend and um, weather wise as well. It's like this is a, if you're a sports fan in Ireland and you can go along on Saturday or Sunday, you have like Ireland are playing two football games between now and Sunday. The Rugby World Cup starts at the weekend and you have Champions Weekend as well as everything else. So it's a great time to be alive.
0: Yeah, absolutely is, um, and a, a, yeah, brilliant to to get a bit of summer towards the end of what was um, yeah a disappointing one in terms of of weather. Uh, but let's look into the racing, kicking off with the the Phillies Listed race in the one forty five on Saturday. Kitty Rose is the five to two joint favorite with Content, uh, Apricot Ice four to one, See the Boss fifteen to two, uh, Namonte eight to one, ten to one. Bar those, uh, Andy, there was one I know you, that you liked here to get us underway.
2: Yeah, it was more. To the point that I wanted to take on what currently is the favourite, and that's Kitty Rose. Um, she was obviously very impressive on the eye when she won at Nace. I mean, she's a big, strong filly. She knew her job. Contrary to the market, I think she went off 25 to 1, and uh, she, you know, she floored some um, highly touted horses. But the time figure was absolutely rubbish, um, suggesting that she's got a find quite a bit based on what she did on debut to, cont- um, to contend with content. who so, conversely, Hosted a really good number when she won here um, last time out. She beat a horse called Apricot Ice. I think that's the key form line. The sort of Time figure was exceptionally good. Certainly well up to listed stroke group three class. Um, it, was a, it was a figure that is usually a part-time for what we look for with regard to pattern race. The fact that it was round Leopardstown as well, um, you know, indicates to me that they've got a serious advantage over Kitty Rose. Kitty Rose has drawn a store 9 as well, which is not going to be easy on yeah. the outside peg so all in all i want to get against want to get against kitty rose i think he's massively inflated at that price and get with that form uh, between Content and apica ice i think if apica ice was a sort of like a nine to two five to one shot of the day she'd be the the real sort of solid each way um, um in the race because there's, there's a good chance that she probably wasn't as tuned up as content had already had pre- two previous runs prior to that um she had the advantage of racing track position and just a little bit more know-how on the day but um You know, Joe is Philly, he's bound to come on for the run, and and she'd be the one I'd I'd probably look to get with at the prices. Hippocrat
0: Ice, four to one. Uh, Paddy's and and Betfair Sportsbook, the two firms are out at the moment uh, with prices there. Um, So others might open bigger. Johnny, how do you see this?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with what a lot of what Andy's saying there. I disagree with one point. I, I think Gerline's horses are so professionally trained that they don't necessarily massively improve from debut. So I, I'm not sure Apricot Ice is going to, I mean, if you're going to say it on paper, Apricot Ice, she's having her first run and content's having her third, she can probably reverse that form. But I, I don't really see it that way. I think um, Ger, Ger is such a good trainer and he, 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 he plays his horses so well, a bit like Paddy Toomey, that I think they're generally quite sharp on debut, whether he agrees with me or not. I think he's just he has them very fit and uh, i'm glad to hear andy on the market maker kitty rose because what's the couple of things remarkable about this horse Um, she's very very big and you could tell that from nace now i didn't think it was a particularly strong nace maiden going into the race but what was actually striking for me afterwards was natalia lupini was like she was really really not um i suppose full of of uh great words on this horse that she was going to do this she was going to do that she said "We're, you know we're going to hopefully target black type effectively next and it didn't look visually to me it didn't look like she'd finished the race full of speed and i'm glad andy said that i think she's going to be a cracking three-year-old presuming she trains on but um listen to what andy says there i think it's an absolute million she goes off favorite as she is now so that gives you an angle as much as the price is right now are fairly tight. I mean, you're two to one, four to one, four to nine to four at the top of the market. I think content out of Mecca's Angel by Galileo, probably the last one of the last good Galileos, brilliant, brilliant pedigree. And for her to be, um, you know, performing as well as she did uh, in, at Ascot, I think, considering inexperience, was actually quite encouraging. I know she was down the field, but she was sent off five to one. They obviously think plenty of her. Travel like a very good horse the last day. I'd be certain she goes off favourite.
0: Content there 5 to 2, certain. Johnny says we'll go our favourite joint favourite now at 5 to 2. So if you're looking for some value, content. And April got ice seems, as Andy says, to be the key, key form line going into that opener there, um, the Phillies listed uh, race. Uh, On to the 2.15, Um, the champion juvenile states. Diego Velasquez is the 8 to 15 hot favourite here. Lovely each ratio to it. As it stands right now, there are eight runners here 4 to 1, Atlantic Coast, Capulet 13 to 2. Deep on uh, 14 to one. Formal display 22 to one. Band desire 25s with Bremen, and democracy is 33 to one. Uh, and the you know the, the market leaders here, or um, well, the top three in the market at least, have just that single one uh, by their name in terms of their form figures. Uh, what are your are your your numbers telling us? The market's got this right as it stands?
2: Yeah, I, I think Diego Velasquez is a, is a worthy market leader here. Um, it's a big weekend for Aiden, isn't and you've got Diego. Um, he's got City of Troy Curra. I mean, he could have easily swapped them around he could have run one in one and one and the other he probably mm-hmm. feels as though City of Troy has got a bit more basic speed at this stage of his career maybe he's a mile I think Diego Velasquez is looking already given the way he strode out at the Curra, his pedigree and the fact that he was favoured for the Chesham um, back in June he's probably more of a middle distance type and I think you can just see this race developing in pretty orderly fashion i.e. Diego gets to the front at an early stage, and he winds it up from three out off the home turn and he just keeps striding all the way to the line because the further he went, the better he looked at the core he really got into his into his stride. Um, I would love to see those sort of stride pattern data uh, for this horse. Um, unfortunately we don't, we don't get it awesome. uh, with, uh, Not bad. it wasn't off the scale, but it was good. it was solid. It was better than you know your average kind of line made and it was running a decent tempo um wasn't a group race tempo by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a it was a solid. I think we got it eighty four on our time figures and you know, Anything in and around the 85 mark is always acceptable first time out. Um, Atlantic Coast race was a little bit below that. Um, and the form was rather let down by Ken Condon's filly uh, the other day, um, who finished third in that race, got beat at a short price at court. I think it was yesterday. So I wouldn't be raving about that form line. And the, the other ones who've had runs, you know, one, two or three runs, are all OK, but nothing out of the ordinary. So there isn't anything coming through here that makes me want to bet, be a betting against a favourite. I think if you back Diego Velasquez and City of Troy in a, in a double, we'll be, I don't think you're going to be uh, coming out the wrong side of that bet. Uh, so Diego, Diego Velasquez is the right favourite and, and
0: hard to look away for Andy, even at 8-15. Uh, Johnny, do you agree?
1: Yeah, I, but I am going to put a couple of bets forward here, and one of them is Diego Velasquez to win the derby next year. Um, I I mean, it's interesting, Andy says that his time is decent. Like he, he, It was just a visual impress, impression he made on the debut when he came out of the stalls. He might have gotten a small barge, but he kind of edged out to his left it was he didn't he he still looked quite green but then he was able to kind of the gap just opened for him so he was able to go forward and it was just the way he galloped if you look at this horse's pedigree he's a half brother to or three parts brother to broom and point longsdale who are basically the best horses australia has produced australia has been a he's been a bit of a hit and miss stallion i think he's not going to be, reach um, massive heights or whatever. And um, he's nothing to Frankel. And this horse by Frankel, he costs 2.4 million guineas as a yearling. So he's highly regarded. And I love him for the Derby at 9-1 to 1 next year. Just his pedigree is 100% Derby. In terms of this race itself, wouldn't be for me now to be suggesting having sneaky each-way bets in, in kind of bulky <laughs> each-way races. But uh, I do, do, do like formal display. <laughs> I do I do like formal display each-way, presuming the three uh, places are available. He started off on debut behind Atlantic coast but um he actually traveled very very well Uh, he's beautiful beautiful pedigree this horse and i have so much respect for jerry lines i think the fact that he's running him here suggests he certainly thinks he can run a good race um in these famous colors and i i I think in general some of the other bally Doyle sort of cool more horse in the race democracy has been very disappointing for me and bremen looks maybe a shade exposed as well at this stage and this horse has some upside i think formal display in fairness and much as he obviously has, has a bit a to bit find at Atlantic Coast, massive discrepancy in their price. And I think with his pedigree, he actually might be able to improve. And he's 22 to 1. So I like that angley trade. But definitely, I love having antipose uh, bets sort of going into next year. It gives you something to kind of look forward to over the winter. And Diego Velasquez bolts up here. He could be sort of 2 to 1, 3 to 1 for the Derby.
0: Yeah, 9 to 1, best price uh, for the Derby. There Paddy Barron and a couple of others. Same firm as well for the 22 to 1 for formal display there in the 2.15. Uh, stick with you, uh, Johnny, for the Matron States, where Tahira is the 10 to 11 favourite. that Stand Out with Coral and Labrooks. Uh, Zurinsk is 9 to 1 second favourite. Homeless Songs, 10 to 1. Just Beautiful, 10 to 1. Meditate, 12 to 1. 16 to 1 Rogue Millennium, 28 to 1. Bar those at this stage. Uh, Tahira, again, I think there'll probably be a few Diego Velasquez-Tahira uh, doubles uh, on course uh, on the day. Do you see the, the, the double coming up?
1: Yeah like she she probably should win um you know I'm I'm just a little bit kind of taking a watch and brief in this race. You remember her stable mate in the race last year Homeless Songs she was quite disappointing but what was she sent off like 11 to 10 or something last mm. year and um she's she's rocking up now 12 months on and she's double figures and Homeless Songs <sighs> nearly might have a small bet on her on her day she's very good i know she's been patchy form this season maybe the ground was a bit soft for her on the return but um i don't know if this is as straightforward as it looks for tahira in terms of um her price i'm not sure I make her nods on shot. She might, she might need a small bit looking, and running. And Leppington can be a tricky track, as much as she's straightforward. There'll be plenty of horses trying to get her beaten as well. Plenty of jockeys trying to get her beaten. There are some good horses in the race, and including her stablemate. So, I, it's it's actually one of the races of the day. I'm, I'm not that mad keen to have a bet on.
0: Charlie not keen to have a bet. Andy, you've never said that in your life. What are you after?
2: Uh, yeah, I'd i be more inclined to agree with Johnny here. I'd, I just don't like the shape of the race, but I don't really want to be putting up Tahira or backing her at ten to eleven, just not my kind of bet. She's yeah. never run at the track as well. If she if she got solid form at at, at Leopardstown, which is a tricky track as as Johnny's pointed out. Um, then fair enough, but um, I think she's an she's an even money shot at the cora, but not necessarily at Leopardstown. Um because there <coughs> is one or two track spaces here, how songs one of them. Zarinsk, for instance, she 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 knows her way around these boards really well. Probably got to find a little bit to be, you know, with winning a group one. But, you know, you know, you've seen it before. Horses improve because they like a track rather than, um, you know, the, the sort of like ratings telling you whether they can win or not. I, I do think Rogue Millennium is an interesting runner. Um, she was very good when she won at Royal Ascot. I think the key to her is good ground. I think she handled the ground last time I had in France, having watched that replay. But, you know, it's pretty good form. Saturno was third, flawed uh, that, um, you know, good good French horse on on Sunday, I forget its name, big, big something, um, and one and in the style of a good horse. So, you know, she wasn't a million miles away from that on, on ground that she didn't like. So it wouldn't surprise me for Ag millennium on decent grounds to run a race. If, if he if forced me down a corner, I'd probably put her, her up either with or without the favourite. Which, Which one was it? that, Rogue Millennium? Like, yeah, Rogue Millennium. Yeah, yeah.
0: Six, six, 16 to 1 uh, Paddy's Betfair Sportsbook and Bedford. So no, no without market yet. Um, yeah, just,
2: just wait for the um, day. We do, have, we look, we do it.
0: have one. We've got uh, 15 to 2 with, with William Hill.
2: Okay, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, some firms have obviously been betting each way on the day without yeah. the favourite. William Hill are win only, I think. There's a few firms yeah. win yeah. only. But, but yeah, your normal firms who, who um, bet with each way without the fave, that would be the route to go down with Rogue Millennium
0: you could find something uh the 320 now the irish champion stakes and we've got the one two in the derby um but to reverse in terms of the market itself king of steel 11 to four and august rodan the kind of ultimate boom or bust horse it seems this season is seven to two second favorite uh a failure 13 to two ernesto seven to one nashua 15 to two Alrefa nine to one luxembourg uh 11 to one 15 50 to one Spraywell and point on sales 100 to one Johnny, how do you, you know, how do you try and wrap your head around what kind of price August Rodin should be, given we know that at his best, um, you know, Derby winner already beaten the favourite here, but also from two runs in the four so far this campaign, he hasn't shown up.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on. I think like Paddy Power in the week made King of Steel 11 to 8 and he was nine to two, and I just thought that was madness, really, because I mean, yeah. King of Steel, he's, he shouldn't really beat him on the Derby form, and I know there's no doubt King. Steel is a more solid horse and um, possibly might be even. Possibly might be more suited to the ten furlongs than August Rodin, but that didn't make sense. And Aidan O'Brien said August Rodin was ready to explode um, in his press morning. Was that last week? And in fairness to Aidan, like he he has been consistent about this horse. I think I think they've they've they've, they've considered him to be a bit better than Luxembourg, who obviously won the race last year. But the, like if you're if you're backing a horse who's absolutely bombed in two of his four runs this season, um, it's a bit of a concern. So i'm kind of i'm almost willing to give him another shot um but at the same time i probably want a little bit bigger than the 72 available and um this race was kind of i was doing a preview night for it last week and everyone was worried that i was going to cut up it's actually become a really really fascinating renewal because we've runners from france britain uh, and ireland we've at the philly this is my favorite race basically in the world it's three roles against older horses males against females milers Galariffa like basically against middle distance horses like the two Derby horses and it's an international element as well a rare time where we have French runners coming over and Onesta's Frankie Dettori's last ride at in the race I'm not sure if Frankie's right later on in the card um I should have checked that but his last ride obviously um Champions Day It has so much going for it Then you have Jim Crowley Coming over as well On uh, Alfala Alfaila rather uh, You've Luxembourg Won the race last year Um, Nashua Obviously Who's been a standing Additionally uh, at this level Then you have the two Derby uh, One and two But This is mad But I'm going to go with Spreewell Just at the prices He's 50 to 1 um, Completely one. mad maybe But he's Loves Leopardstown to be fair. He won his, his trial for Epsom here. His run at Epsom was very, very good. Um, I think he might be better dropping back to a mile and two. Um the fact that he's coming here would suggest that they're happy that he's gotten over the cra um and at 50 to one, there's going to be, I presume, a lot of pace in the race. He's going to tuck in, hopefully come down the near side like he's done before and come, come with the withering later on. And just at 50 to one, um he's still a relatively likely race. Big big horse who's probably still improving has gotten has had time to get over uh, the run at the Curragh, which obviously was disappointing. But I, I'm happy enough at fifty to one. To be honest, El Rifa, I had high hopes for him this season, but I just think he's probably flattered by the fact that he didn't take on great two-year-olds last year.
0: Mm. spraywell fifty to one, Paddy Power in Betfair Sportsbook is Johnny's selection there in a nine-runner race. Uh, what a shock that would be in the Irish Champion Stakes. Uh, Andy, what have you got for us?
2: Uh, I certainly can't beat. Johnny's picked their fifty to one with Spreewell, well, uh, but I do agree you, with you him. May, you uh, may well do. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the, it's the wrong price. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you look at his last two runs have been excuses. The Derby didn't go his way. Um, obviously, last time out, similar comments apply. But I think he was one of the ones that were, was hampered by the by that. Um, horse falling on the home turn but yeah it was it was a funny race the irish darwin he was one of the chief sufferers but back to mile and a quarter ran a track that he's already won over i mean you know he can't be 50 to one um but there's a horse i really really like here, and i think this is going to be the day when we get to see how good he is and that's our flailer um um i was absolutely hopping mad that they didn't run him in the judmont um i was asked to do a piece for i check about a week before the race and i was going through and i didn't fancy I wanted to take on um, uh, the favourite um, in, in the view of perhaps he might have had one or two more one or two harder races. Obviously that's Paddington, and it was significant to me that uh, Judmont held firm and, and decided to run um, Mustardshire and they didn't run Alfaleo. That they were obviously targeting him at this race specifically. And I thought Alfaleo, you know, with his form at York, I think he was two for two at the track. He was almost certain to go there. There was there was a doubt whether Mustabu sure would we even handle York, but as it turned out, they were proven right. But I think the fact that connections have held fire and saved him specifically for this race to keep him fresh for this, I think he's going to be a key factor. Owen Burroughs has got an amazing sort of line in on all these um, mm-hmm. these kind of horses because you know he's got Hokum and and several others that um, that have you know perform well at, against the kind of horses he's taking on. This horse has got an amazing turn of foot. He's got a real, real turn of uh, pace that can get him out of a right pocket. It's, he did so, so many times last season, and he did at York as well in his debut, when he was very easy to back in a five run field. He went a five to one, but um, that turn of foot that he's got um, was, was just too good for the rest. I think if he's anywhere near them turning for home, he's going to be very, very dangerous. Um, I think 13 to two currently at the moment. The way we're looking, yeah. that, look, that looks a fantastic price. There's obviously going to be firms on on the weekend who are going to be betting four places. I'd be concerned about August Rodan dropping back in trip. And we don't really know what kind of August is going to turn up. of Steel as well, all his best form this is over a mile and a half. Whether he's got the turn of pace that Off has, I, don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Um, so yeah, I think this is a, a race up for grabs. Johnny spotted the value in Spree well, and I'm I'm very very keen on Alf here each way.
1: You know, the other thing, George, like the likely pace in this race is probably, I mentioned him earlier, Point Longsdale. Um, he's not the fastest horse in the world, particularly over a mile and two on what would be nice ground. Every horse in this race pretty much is a hold up horse. Alflayla perennially misses the break, so it's going to be coming for that run. This race is going to be so, so interesting in terms of how, how they work it out tactically, where Luxembourg is going to be ridden in the race, for example. Um, because if this is running at a slow pace, August Stroud and Probably won't have the speed really to win it. And this is the way, in my view, anyway, Moore is going to run this race as best he can. Suit August Rodan, who's a big stallion prospect if he wins this race for all the way with the proviso. But I'm not sure, um, again, when you point Longs, and if he goes out in front, he's not that fast in the first place. He's also a bit of a rag, so they're not going to go after him. So this could be a, this is almost made for looking, and running and problems, I think, because you've so many horses who probably lack a small bit of tactical speed over this trip, and Leopardstown is tricky.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, could be one for an upset. Uh, Johnny hopes so, certainly, with Spreewell 50 to 1, as we say, at our failure. Uh, Andy's selection 13 to 2. Paddy's Betfair Sportsbook, Bet Victor, and uh, Paramatch. Uh, there we go, a couple to take on the field. What about the reverse forecast? Why not that pay a few quid? Um, mm. Unless they're both a single figure price come Saturday afternoon. Uh, we've got a couple more to, to preview. We've got four more races on the cards um, on Saturday. We have to get into Sunday fairly soon, but we've got the Dunningham Park States where Victoria Road is the eleven to four favourite. Buckaroo four to one. Ball Discovery fifteen to two. Lord Massius nine to one. Uh, Twelve to one. Bar uh, those. Johnny, how do you see this?
1: I think Buckaroo. Uh, this price has just gone up. Sorry, since I uh, actually started, I think Buckaroo is an outstanding bet at this price. He's very, very effective around Leopardstown. Obviously, he won the songs earlier in the season. That was on heavy ground, but he's um, this isn't an issue for him at all. Second his badil, obviously, in one of the derby trials actually uh, last year. And then he was he was running the company the last day, obviously, very well back to the Wolferton. And thought he ran a very solid race behind Bolshoi Valley. It's it's solid form. Bolshoi Ballet-, Ballet, obviously, uh, in good winning form since in the States. And I, I can't see how he's four to one and Victoria Road is a good bit shorter. Makes no sense to me. And I think he's uh, if he's four to one, he's a rock in each way but
0: 4-1, rocking each way. Uh, there you go, Buckaroo. Uh, best price, that is, with William Hill. Uh, Andy?
1: Yeah, I
2: would have gone with Tarara had she not got a really desperate draw. She's drawn 12-12, uh, which is a real pain, because I think she's almost certainly likely to run her race here. Um, and she ties in quite a few of these that she's either finished ahead of or just behind. Uh, but that's kind of put me off a little bit. I don't really mm. like Victoria Road at the price. I agree with Johnny. Just a scabby price at 5-2. to two. Um, Buckaroo, very, very solid. Loves the track, as Johnny said, and that ran really well in the Wolverton from a, from a poor track position. But I quite like Bold Discovery. Um, he was really good at the cover two runs ago when he beat Tawara. The key to him is fast ground. and he, he he shipped up at Goodwill last time. I almost certainly was going to be a non-runner, but I think the fact that he'd already come over, that connections decided to roll the dice. He didn't run too badly beyond Epictetus, but um, yeah, soft ground is no good to him. But back on better ground with a good draw, with Frankie on for, his, for his, one of his main patrons, um, I could mm. see him running well. Uh, fifteen to two top price. I don't I don't know if we'll see any of that Saturday. Fifteen to two. yeah. Hills and Sporting Index are the two firms
0: out for fifteen to two. Paddy's and um, and Skybet, I should say, and Betfred are all four places currently. Uh, seven to one best price there for Bold Discovery with with uh, Freds and Paddy's. Uh, buckaroo uh, five to two with those firms so not much juice there if you look at the extra place each way um uh, the uh yeah, paddy power stakes uh, is next up which is the group three uh, and here we've got adelaide river as a six to four favorite ahead of alarsi at 11 to four white birch five to one valiant king uh, seven to one eight to one lafayette 16 to one mashur young island 40 to one seven runners here andy uh, how do you see this
2: um yeah, I, I've actually already had an anti-post bet in this race. Uh, I was preempting um, where Valiant King um, will end up because I thought he might go for the Irish and Leger, but um, Little Dicky Bird told me he was going to come for this race, so <laughs> I, I jumped all over him at 16 to one. He was actually 20 to one with one film, I couldn't get on, so I, I backed him at 16s uh, with three places. So it's, it, the shape of the race has worked out nicely for me. But even looking at the prices now and the shape of the race, I still think seven to one. If some firms go three places, I'm sure they will come Saturday, he's a, he's a fantastic bet for Valiant King. I, I, I just took the sort of ratings out of the window here when you, when you just look at what he's up against and what he's achieved so far. Because he jumped into Vauban last time, who's now favourite for the Melbourne Cup, and quite rightly so as well. I think Vauban is just an absolute world a horse, such a hard horse to, to overtake. And um, he's very, very tough. He's got a really good turn of foot. He stays well, as we saw at um, Royal right Ascombe, I and mean, he absolutely slaughtered the subsequent. Um, e-ball winner absurd uh, with, with his turn of pace and I, I actually thought Valiant King to be fair to him showed a real good um, degree of tenacity at night. He, he never you he know shirked the issue he got his head down he was the only one that offered any resistance to Vauban the pair of them pulled well clear of some good horses including uh, Lafayette I think it was beaten you know a, a, a field and a dike back in back in fifth I, I can't believe that the bookmakers have stuck him in the same price there I know Lafayette's gone on to win mm. subsequently but The fact that Valiant King actually batted him that day um, suggests to me that he's going to beat him again. I've I've no idea why they're almost the same price. White Birch is obviously on a bit of a recovery, Mitch, and I don't really know what kind of White Birch is going to turn up here, having run poorly at the Coral last time out. Adelaide River, I'll take him or leave him at the price. Certainly a good horse on his day, as we know, and he's he's top class, but he just wouldn't do for me at six to four. LRC will be sort of testing Jim Patience's qual- uh, qualities in the saddle again. He, he has to be dropped on the line um, the way he has to be ridden. But I think Valiant King here is massively under the radar. His time figure last time out behind Vauban. Puts him on top of the pile for us here. Well, for me anyway. And I can't see him running a bad race So uh, Valiant King, probably one of my strongest views of the day uh, at Leopardstone.
0: Valiant King, 7-1 to <laughs> Paddy's Betfair Sportsbook. And Skybet, strong one there for Andy. What can you add to that, Johnny?
1: Yeah, very progressive. Like starting off at 83 when you ran in Leopardstown earlier, that was only earlier this season. I, 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 don't have a strong view on this to be honest. I think with the form of the Murphy Yards, uh, I know uh, George Murphy, John's son, was interviewed at Gorn on yesterday on what Wednesday and was quite hopeful White Birch is back. I'd give him the benefit of the doubt at five to one, and um, just what he was in the season at Leopardstown. What is uh, what have we got here? Um, a Group Three. Just shows us how good this card. Is At five to one? I'd probably be happy to chance them with a small win bet.
0: Five to one. Uh, White Birch there, paddies and Betfair Sportsbook. I think as we can see, the the buildings turn into trees, Johnny. The the signal is getting a little bit patchy, but we'll see how we get on. Um, we haven't got any prices in handicaps, but uh, Johnny, I know there was one or two that you just wanted to uh, highlight at this early stage.
1: Really, really praying that you can hear this, and also that Andy Holding yes. has has similar selections here um, because uh, I'm just looking at, uh, sorry. Get I've got, I've got looking for here. the
2: 505, Johnny. So you got free hand completely in that.
1: Okay. 505. I remember watching comfort zone running in Leopardstown in the, was it the October or the November handicap back in October of last year. Um, he was massively eye catching coming down the near side, how he finished third, watch the race back. You're like, this horse, it's, it, if I told you furlong down he's going to finish in the first three you would have given me any money absolutely flashed home and I was saying I think I was saying to the lads at the time this horse could could easily go on and win the triumph hurdle now he ended up in a very good hurdler to be fair to him he's done well but with with the connections and everything surely he's been laid out for this race he's running off a pound higher than that race behind um Zoffman and if you look at the form of the race Yashin and Safecracker either side of him it's such good form um and he was it was only a three-year-old at that time likely race I love Churchill as a stallion um And then in the 540, um, this time I'm going with, uh, let me just see what draw we have here. Broadhurst has drawn 13. Broadhurst has run in one handicap. He's a horse by no name ever. Um, He was extremely eye-catching when beaten ahead by Fort Vega. That was back in Nace in May. Now he has cheek pieces on here. Better days are coming. Uh, The form has worked out fine. Running off the same mark. If this horse isn't well handicapped, I give up. And I trust Aidan O'Brien has him right. Three year olds have a very good record in it. They'd be my, probably my two biggest bets of the day, and they're in the last two.
0: So it's comfort zone in the in the 505, and which was it in the 540?
1: Bro- Broadhurst. And
0: Broadhurst. There you go. Two of Johnny's strongest bets. We don't have prices yet. They'll surely be coming out probably uh, either Thursday evening or Friday afternoon, I'd have thought. Uh, Andy, what are your, you said you didn't have one in the, the five o. 5 or 5
2: is that right? Not until I've seen the prices. I mean, I, I might have half a look at Nusri, who've got an absolute tragic run through when he was strongly fancied for the same race last year as a three-year-old. Um, a year on, he looks as though he's been laid out for the race. Well, he hasn't run since he won at uh, the current, um when last seen. So he, he comes in there fresh, similar to um, Johnny's pick uh, comfort zone. So if he was a double-figure price, I might have half a look at Nuzri. Uh, but my, my main fancy in the handicaps on Saturday would be uh, Dunham. In, in the um, 540, we talked about Natalie Lupine, who's got the favourite in the first. Um, I think if Dunham's a, a reasonable value bet around about the 7 or 8 to 1 mark, because they should bet 5 6 to 1 on the field. I imagine he'd be second favourite behind Broadhurst. I'd, I'd be all over him each way because he's just a very, very talented horse. Um, he didn't get the clearest run through when he was third in, in the mile race, the BMW in mile, the second night at Galway but then they took him to the Ahanor handicap which is probably the best strongest run 7 furlong handicap of the season other than this one I think there's two of them and this is the other one um this uh, Sovereign Path race and he absolutely bolted there's never any stage when he didn't look as though he was going to win that race and he had a terrible draw as well I must admit I didn't like his chance at still 17 though he's going to have to be a good horse to win from still 17 and I went searching against him to, th- to try and get him beat and like I say he absolutely buried a good field um I think he's one of the most improved horses in Ireland, um, I think he started off in marks in the 70s, now 101, but he looks a group horse to me the way he goes through his races and he's got a good draw, the good thing with him is his cruising speed, you can put him anywhere in a race, so I'd imagine he'd be sort of like up with the speed early on and that's usually a good tactic here at Leopardstown. or Johnny will know, you can't come from a mile back here, um, you've just got no chance, um, but that won't be the case with Dunham, he'll be in the first half doesn't turn turning for home. so. I'd, I'd imagine he'd be, you know, there or thereabouts on the premises um, when they're dishing out the medals for that race. So, yeah, Dunham, very strong HOA for, for, for me in that last race.
0: Dunham, very strong HOA. Dunham and Broadhurst there taking on the field for Andy and Johnny in the lucky last at Leppertown on Saturday. But over we go to the Curra. Uh, we've got four Group 1s here, um, including the Irish Ledger and the <clears throat> uh, we'll kick-off with the Blanford Stakes, which is the Group 2. On the sunday um here we've got above the curve is the 10 to 11 favorite ahead of jackie O at seven to two lumiere rock six to one uh eight to one uh bar those uh, plenty more left in there now obviously this is 24 hours for final decks so um we aren't entirely sure who's going to run these races may cut up a fair bit but andy the prices who do you like here
2: probably you lumiere rock um she's been a model of consistency so far this season she hasn't Missed a gig. Um, I thought our run at Ascot. was probably the pick of the form coming in here. You know, she finished second to Warm Heart. Trying to make the run in that day. And it's really difficult, or certainly be, to be up with the speed that day, it's difficult to see it out at Ascot on, on the round track. Um, her last two runs have been on very soft ground. I thought she performed really well in the Irish at Ledger despite the ground being against her. And then she went to Dover last time out and just got beat by Johan Rose, who's a, a very, very solid horse at um, all the likes of Doville and, and, and Longchamp on home soil. So she just keeps coming back for more, and look at her profile. Just says she's always going to run a race. She gets a good draw, Sunday, uh, and they ride her a little bit more conservatively. Then I'd expect her to go well. So yeah, Lumiere Rock for me.
0: Lumiere Rock six to one, Johnny.
1: Yeah, I, I do like above the curve. She won the race last year. She's extremely reliable. Um, you know, I, I she's, what is she, at 12 runs, she's practically always thereabouts. Um, You might get a bit of odds against on the day. I think she's fairly bulletproof. Um, this would have been the logical target for her sort of all season as well come back here. Presumably she'll be retired at the end of the season. Um, but hopefully you might get a bit of odds against. So I, I, I just, I, I find it very hard to pick a hole in her.
2: Good, good to firm Graham. If it went really quick on Sunday, Johnny, would that be a little bit of concern? I always think, Above the curve, most of her best forms on softish ground.
1: That's it. Like the like she's running good at Leopardstown. That's she's actually very rarely run on it as well. And if you're looking at her form, she's run on never run on good in the Keenland. And other than that, she's just run on good. So that that might be a small concern. I'm actually just just passing the curve at the moment. Um, and what are we good ground at the moment? So I guess that would be the one concern.
2: Yeah.
0: Great. We're tracking your progress through the podcast here. Um into the flying five stakes now. Hyper uh, Princess is the 13 to 8 favourite ahead of Bradsell at three to one. Art Power five to one. Uh, Bootmont is 16 to one. The Antarctic is 20 to one. Swing along 20 to one. 25 to one. Bar those. Uh, Johnny, how do you see there the flying five?
1: Well, I think it's up for export. I mean, this is our only Group One um, Sprint of the year. And um, to be honest, I'd probably go with Art Power at the prices. Highfield Princess should win. No real um, shame at all the last day, just the way that the pace that she had to go mm. after. Art Power's record at the Cura, um hopefully you can still hear me, Art Power's record at the Curra is so good um, that I, I think He'll run his race and he'll probably be in the first three. So I, I just at the prices I'd have him. The Irish horse look nowhere near good enough. Ladies Church, presumably the grounds chase decent, could run okay, but um, this is up for export.
2: Uh, Andy, yeah, I great. I, I think the UK horses have dominated the sprinting division, haven't they, for the last four or five years, with the odd mm-hmm. exception here, there, um, and everywhere. Uh, and the fact that our Power and Highfield Princess are both coming over. And, Pick the pocket of the the Irish to suggest that they're they're going to dominate again. But our, our Power is four for four at the track. Johnny's right. Um, it's got an amazing record at the Coro. Some some reason or another, he just comes alive here. Now you could look and think, well, you know, is he a genuine Group One horse? But he probably might be a genuine Group One horse at the Coro. He's just never had a chance to run against Group One horses at the Coro because he's always running in the sort of Group Two, Group Three levels. But when he does, he absolutely batters. And the fact that he slaughtered horses like Moss Tucker and Comanche Falls here before. There were no back numbers, suggest that he, he's just a totally different horse here for, um, for one reason or another. And I do like backing horses who've got great track records. So I agree with Johnny here. Five to one each way for heart power would be the way I'd go as well.
0: There you go. Both the lads are on five to one. Uh, You've got that with Skybet, Paddy's, Hills, uh, plenty of others too across the old checker grids. The joint selection for the two guys in the Flying Five Stakes. Um, we've got three more races to cover uh, at the Curra on Sunday: the Moyglare, the National Stakes, and the Irish St. Ledger. Kicking off with the Moyglare now, where uh, Lang Lang is the uh, even money favourite. Uh, Vespetio is six to one. Porta Fortuna seven to one. Red uh, Viburnum is eight to one alongside Fallen Angel ten to one. Uh, bar those two, uh, Andy, vulnerable favourite at the top end or one you want to be with
2: um yeah massively vulnerable for me um probably the the the, the, the shortest and craziest price i, I can see of, of everything that's been priced up this weekend um i just don't see how she can be even money this is a massive reputation price rather than actually what she's done people will look and think well she's been Vespatilio you know and Vespatilio has won since but you go back and watch that race lang lang a, a solo from the front it was a slowly run race ryan kicked up kicked from the front which is the tactics you need to win at Leopardstown. and it just didn't suit vespertilio and vespertilio was closing down on it. she only got b length in the end and vespertilio absolutely bolted up next time out in a strongly run race and i think that's the key to vespertilio she just got a shitty high cruising speed and a great turn of foot um the way this race will pan out if she gets a good draw it should give um, uh, Billy Lee every opportunity just to track and, and to cover Lang Lang um, a little bit closer than than he did the, than the first day at um, Leopardstown when it all went in Lang Lang's favour. All in all, there's no way that Lang Lang should be even money and Vespertilio an insulting six to one. I don't think there's I don't think there should be six times the price between them. I think it's a very very tight call between the pair. And there's only length between them as I said, at Leopardstown. And mm. another the day, Vespertilio could have easily, easily won, uh, and she's improved since. And I've also got a healthy amount of respect for this thing of Dermot Wells, uh, Red verborum. Now, again, there was a very, very good time figure that uh, a lilac roller uh, achieved when when winning at the Cora the other day. Um, it, well, it wasn't a pattern race, but it was a pattern race in disguise because Opera Singer, the second horse, has gone on to win next time. Now, Opera Singer really did quicken that day when she won the next day at the Curragh. So I've gone back and watched the video, and that red beverum, as far as I could see, was a huge unlucky <laughs> lucky loser. It was only through a greener, that so she didn't win. She's absolutely flew home. Um, and we can get eight to one for her. So I've, I've actually backed red beverum at eight to one. I think that's a, again, I think that's the wrong price. And I'm, I'm definitely going to be backing uh, Vespertilio as well to turn the form around with Lang Yang. So a couple of bets for me there Vespertilio at sixes and red beverum at eight. They're both massively overpriced.
0: Both best price Coral and Labrooks, Both the two of those at the prices Andy mentioned there. Uh, Key to take on the favourite here, Johnny,
1: you in the same boat. Yeah, Redford Burnham's my bet of the day. Completely agree with Andy and um, I, I think it's rare that you see in Ireland in the comments in running. You see, it's rare that you see too much to do put into a comments. I agree with it in this case, case because as Andy said, Redford Burnham, she met a small bit of traffic when she ran in her maiden. She was travelling well. I think Chris Hayes wrote her. Travelling well. But then when you see when she's angled out, she actually has kind of ample time to go on and win the race. And she just takes, she takes an age to pick up. And it, to, for me, it's totally, totally greenness. She's exceptionally well-bred. She's out of a Dubar filly Philly who was a very good horse and won actually over a mile at the Curragh under Pat Smullen very impressively. By Frankel as well. And as Andy says, that's outstanding form in the context of a maiden. And it was just greenness. But if you watch the last, say... Whatever Andy's speed figure is, she was demolishing them speed wise in the last sort of 150 yards because she was basically up in another few strides, but she had literally no chance of furlong down. Absolutely hammered home. And I'd say, I'd say she's going to be a lot wiser here. She's not entered in a maiden. So Dermot Wells is obviously ha- happy to come here. And the Lang Lang form, sorry, the Lang Lang price, it's to do with her name is kind of flashy. She's by Franklin, she was very expensive. She's been a mad hard price, a mad short price both starts. There's so no way she's an even-money shot on form. It's not only is she not an even-money shot on form, but she's taken on horses with massive upside in terms of their own potential progression, like my selection. We,
2: we, yeah, got, we got, is, is did,
1: did, oh, it's on in places as well. 8-11, at short
2: Just to um, put a bit of context in in what Red Bavernum did on, on debut, we, we've got Red Bavernum running to a 93-speed figure first time out. Liang Lang ran, ran to an 87 last time out, beating um, Vespitilio, so... It was a very, very good race. And, and the fact that Al has already backed the form up tells us that, that that time figure's spot on. So, yeah, eight, eight times the price of the favour, that Red Bavernum, that just, like I say, just doesn't make any sense.
0: All aboard the Red Verburnham. Eight to one uh, for both the guys. And for Vespertillo, the other one, uh, maybe the NB for Andy uh, in the race. Um, we've now got the national states. We've spoken about City of Troy earlier on in the show, but City of Troy here. Is the four to seven favorite head of uh fuerte at 11 to four uh, looks like a bit of a match this one will surely cut up at 16 to one bar those henry longfellow uh give me the beat boys uh johannes Brahms, uh all in there too at the moment uh ireland's in the stream is a bit of blue on odds checker. um 33 to on the sky but it's short 14 to one elsewhere um andy how do you see the, the national stakes is it a procession for the derby favorite
2: yeah i think so um i think we're all Hugely taken by City of Troy when, when it won at Newmarket. And and again, time figure wise, that, that it backs it up one of the fastest that we've got this season. You know, that it really just did get over that ground at Newmarket exceptionally well. Didn't beat any mugs either, as well. You look at it, you know, going into it. Hartem had been impressive at Goodwood the time before. There was there was plenty of substance to it. Um and the fact that he's won at the Curragh as well, so he's got to stand him in good stead. I do have a healthy regard for uh, Bucanero-Fuerte. So I think he's a smashing horse. Don't get me wrong, I mean, he's been beating some good horses. I mean, he slammed Port of Fortuna last time out, who's a good winner of the Albany, um, pretty readily here last time out. But over this trip, seven furlongs, I'd expect City of Troy to just be have a, a sufficient amount of quality to, to beat Bucanera for 30. Um, I actually think the 4-7 is going to come under severe pressure. I can seen him going off more 2-5, to 4-11, to 11, because this race is going to cut up. We've already got several horses that are declared to run in this. Running at town on the weekend, there'll probably only be what five, six runners max. Um, mm. So it should be a fairly straightforward race as well to ride tactically for Ryan Moore.
0: So I mean, could I interest you in the Diego Velazquez City of yeah. Troy double over two days?
2: I think that's a, a, a wise move.
0: So I think you're getting, you know, what are you getting? Two point two nine. So better than yeah. five to four about the double.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, added. we both like we both like Diego, and then you know you got to. A reasonable, um, a reasonable bet going on to City of Troy because you've only really got one down so, to be honest.
0: Johnny, do you see it the same way?
1: Yeah, like if if Henry Longfellow runs, um, he, he's probably very promising as well. You're talking about three two-year-olds here are very, very good and they're by Justify Frankel and Dubawi. So it just goes to show the way things are changed in Ballydoy. But to be honest, this is a race I just want to watch. I want to see how this lad performs. If he is the next big thing, does last year? visually, so um, this is. I think Andy's right. I, I'd be intrigued to see if they do declare Henry Longfellow. He's an amazingly well-bred horse as well. He's looked very good in these two starts. Far bigger price, but um, I, I'd wait for declarations for this.
0: Wait for declarations, and that means we can move straight on to a really intriguing, fascinating contest in the Irish and Ledger. Where currently, Kiprios is the five to two favourite ahead of Hamish at thirty. Elder of four to one. Emily Dickinson. 4-1, to 20-1 um, bar those. I mean, the, the, the prices vary a lot. Obviously, we haven't seen Kiprios uh, since last October. Emily Dickinson, second behind Quickthorn last time. Um, unbelievable form figures at the Curra. Obvious quality with both Hamish and Eldar Eldarov as well. Um, Johnny, given that I'm sure you've got to get out of the car fairly soon, we'll come to you first here. How do you see the Irish and ledger at this stage?
1: So obviously it depends on Kip Rios, who's been, to me, he was going to be the star in this division. Um, I didn't get the vibe from Aidan O'Brien that he was um fully expecting him to show his best here. And he was like, we we're lucky to kind of have him back at all. That was the sort of vibe I got. Um, so I think he's probably vulnerable. The market's going to tell plenty here. If he's well backed, fair enough. But I, I, I don't think with the background that he's had, he's going to be right. They'll have him for next year as a six-year-old, go back for the Gold Cup. So, I Emily mean, Dickinson, the ground is not going to be soft enough for her. So, what's going to win it? I'm actually going to go with Dawn Rising here, who's a horse who stays very well. Um, he's he's hopefully get a good pace to sit on. He's 20-1 to 1 at the moment. I think with, if Joseph has a word with Aiden and Aiden says Kiprios isn't quite at his best, Joseph has another horse in the race in Valiant King Joseph Declare's Don Rising he's keeping well here and uh, obviously he was a bit lucky at Ascot but he's very very solid and likes the carry. he should run well
0: Don Rising 20 to 1 pretty much across the board
1: Andy
2: Yeah I've got sort of like negative vibes about all of these really and it's significantly yeah. enough to, to put me off you know we don't know the strength of, of Kiprios Johnny saying maybe not um, the the, 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 the the strongest of vibes are coming out of the Aidan O'Brien camp, so that slightly puts you off him. Emily Dickinson, I think, is very ground-dependent. She handles good ground, but she's definitely better on soft. Uh, the quicker it is, the worse for her, for me. Same comments apply to Hamish. All these best forms with plenty of ease in the ground. We're, we're looking at Valiant King not running. If Valiant King was to run here, he'd definitely be a better 25-1. to 1. I've got so much faith in that horse. I think he's a much mm-hmm. better horse than 109 uh, horse. I think he's been out for the Caulfield Cup, so... Whatever happens over the weekend, uh, do keep an eye on him for, for, for his trip down to Australia. So i have really only left with Elder Elderoff as, as a possible bet um, over a trip, I think, which is his optimum. You know, but don't forget, we're dealing with a horse who, um, you know, he's a group one horse at, at this level, a winner of a St. ledger um, on, 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 on goodish ground. Uh, and he's also got form on, on good to firm as well so if the ground dries out it wouldn't really inconvenience him as much as it would Hamish and Kiprios and Emily Dickinson so by process elimination basically he comes here off the back of a not bad run last time out. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably stick with a Roger Varian runner but um, not with any great any, any great deal of wholeheartedness.
0: Yeah, I felt like we've gone out with a whimper rather than a bang there. But our elder, elder for, for Andy yeah, a bit. Uh, with Bet Victor and a uh, Coral and a couple of others is a section, and the Irish and Nedra should be a fascinating race either way. Um, and a cracking weekend's racing both at Leopardstown and the Cara, uh this weekend for Irish Champions' weekend. Thank you very much to Johnny and for Andy. Johnny, I hope to get you get to wherever you're going fairly soon, um, and uh, we'll be back. Soon, with more previews over the coming uh, weeks. So, do make sure you subscribe to the Odds Checker YouTube channel where you can find uh, all of these previews and uh, as well as going to the Odds Checker site and using the app where you can find the best prices, book your offers, free bets, and these tips straight to the app every single morning of racing.
1: Enjoy the weekend and please do ensure that you're gambling responsibly.